You're listening to the Manners Podcast with your host, Tom Traplin, and this is session number 69. Welcome to another episode of the Maniverse Podcast. I am your host, Tom Traplin, and this is the show where we talk about building successful and profitable game businesses. And the topic of today definitely falls into that category. We are talking about three growth hacks that you can use to grow your game business today. These are things that you can implement into your business quickly to see potentially exponential growth in the near future. So let's just jump in and talk about the first growth hack, the first one being viral events. We're talking about adding a viral component to your events. I recently wrote a blog post about this because uh, the idea is very interesting and I wanted to talk about it on the podcast and really make sure that uh, you guys hear about it and understand it. So how do you make your events viral? That's the question. So to understand that, we need to know what a viral coefficient is. That's the mechanism that makes virality work. That's how we measure it in the marketing world. So a viral coefficient, for a quick definition, is the number of new users an existing user generates. Simple enough. This metric calculates the exponential referral cycle, sometimes called virality, that accelerates company growth. Virality is the inherent incentive for customers to refer friends or colleagues to your company. And that's dry, obviously, but uh, so in simple terms, the viral coefficient is the mathematical way of measuring the virality of something. And the higher the value of the viral coefficient, the more referrals a person is generating on average. So there are two parts that you need to focus on if you want to maximize the virality of your offer. Uh, the first is the number of people each customer refers, and the second is the rate at which those customers or those referrals convert into customers themselves. Uh, so like it, you don't need to know exactly how to do this. You don't need to calculate the number particularly. You just need to understand how it works. So let's uh, let's start with an example as to how the viral coefficient, how making an event viral can actually grow your business. So as I record this, the excellent pre-release is coming up in about a week and a couple days. So let's say you want to max out the attendance for your store, for your excellent pre-release. There's a lot of reasons why you might want to do this. Obviously, more people in your events generally leads to more sales in your store. But there's also the fact that if you want to get a larger allocation of pre-release kits for the next pre-release, you have to increase your attendance. That's part of the uh, stipulations of climbing the WPN ladder. If you want to get to advanced and advanced plus and so on and so forth, uh, you want to max out your attendance as much as possible. You want to increase the number of people in your store. There's, so there's all kinds of reasons as to why you'd want to do this. But how do you go about doing this? How do you make it, how do you incentivize the actions that you want? So this is where we're starting for the example. You want to max out your attendance for your pre-release. So what might you do is you might offer a chance for your players to win a booster box. Let's say you put up a booster box and you say that everybody who pre-registers and pays for the pre-release has one chance to win the booster box. They get one ticket in the drawing. And this is where most game store owners are going to stop. This is probably where they'll, they'll finish their offer. And it's not a terrible way to incentivize players to join the event because everyone loves to the potential to win free product. Who doesn't, right? Uh, but it doesn't, give reason, it doesn't give players a reason to invite their friends to come play too. See, it's funny because, in fact, it actually has the opposite effect. And it's if this is where your plan ends, if this is what you're doing right now, you are actively discouraging players from recommending your store or referring people because for each additional player in that event, the chances of winning the booster box only go down. 
it would actually be in the player's best interest to discourage people from playing in a pre-release because that would give them the best odds of winning the box themselves. So you can't, obviously, that's a terrible place to stop. You need to take it one step further. And the key is obviously to incentivize the right actions while limiting your costs at the same time. So the answer is, is actually pretty simple. What you need to do is instead of just giving players one ticket for joining the event, you need to reward players for referring them friends by giving them additional chances in the drawing to win the booster box. But what I'm, the trick here is to make the incentive enough to make the effort worth it to the player to go and recruit their friends. So for example, what you should do is give a player three extra chances to win the booster box for every player they refer. And you can also sweeten the deal by giving the referred player extra chances as well, because that makes it a win-win for both parties. The, uh, the reason why you want to give them three tickets is because you have to make it worth their while. If it's just one ticket to refer a player and one ticket to join, it's not really, it doesn't really increase your odds all that much. Like, yeah, okay, sure, one extra ticket's great, but it's not enough for, to get people out of bed. Whereas three extra chances, that's a very good increase in your odds of winning that box. Especially if you, say, bring three friends with you. You all, you refer three friends, you're increasing your odds of winning a box tenfold. That's enough to make it worth the effort. So do you see the difference in the, in the two different approaches, though? See, the first only rewards players for registering and actually incentivizes them not to refer their friends, while the second builds virality into your offer. Each player somebody refers who registers for the event increases their odds considerably of winning that box, but it also encourages those referred players to then go and find more people to come and play so that they can increase their odds of winning the draw too. And then the cycle continues and so on and so forth. So in the first part of our example, uh, the viral coefficient would be less than one, which means there, there is no real virality in the offer. In the second part though, uh, there's a very good chance that the viral coefficient will be greater than one, and then that's where the magic happens. See, this, it's really cool because like if you get it if you can make it so that your players are referring their friends and they have a very good reason to, to do so, there's a very good chance that you will actually have, instead of 30, 40, 50 people show up, those 30, 40, 50 people will then bring an extra 20, 30, 40, depending on how tempting your offer is, right? And the beauty is it limits your costs too, at least in this example. Since you're only offering a chance at a booster box, your costs are fixed. It's still that booster box. There are other ways to build virality into your offers where you can offer like a discount or a credit or something like that for each person somebody refers, but that doesn't limit your costs in the same way. While that's not necess necessarily a bad approach, uh, it's not the most effective way to do it. If you can minimize your costs while also incentivizing the actions that will make it so that people want to refer their friends and make them customers of your business as well, then everybody wins. This is a great way to increase the amount of people who play in your events, and you can do this for virtually any event as well. You can uh, set up virality in virtually everything you do. So if this is something that you should really consider to really hack the growth of your game store. How can you build virality into your events, into your products? You know, What can you do for your offers that will make them more viral? The second growth hack that we are going to talk about is something called community outreach. When we market, when we talk about people, or when we talk to people as game store owners, generally speaking, we can break them up into two camps, gamers and non-gamers. Most of our time when we're doing our marketing, when we're talking on social media, whatever it happens to be, we're talking to gamers. We talk about our, you know, the products that come in, how cool they are, we talk about the latest magic cards, as if people already know what we talk about. 
we it is it's it's a habit of people we talk to the people who we know we have things in common with if you're doing that online if that's all you're targeting if as a game store you're only targeting the existing group of magic players or the existing group of board gamers or board gamers or whatever it happens to be if all you're doing is targeting those people you are limiting the growth of your business considerably what you need to do is spend time targeting the non-gamers you need to reach out that's where the the term comes from you need to reach out to these people and you need to connect with them you need to show them why what you sell and what you do is interesting and why it's cool and why they should care and why it would benefit them and why it would make their life more interesting whatever your particular uh, usp you think will bring people in whatever you want to get you need to communicate this to non-gamers you need to spend time and money and effort reaching out to people who are not already part of your community. Because if you think about it, you have an average average sized city, chances are your local community, the people that visit your store, that play, you know, let's just use Magic again as an example. The number of Magic players that are local to your store in your area, you know, and say like a radius of like 10 miles or something like that, is probably not that large. You're probably looking at maybe 100 people, maybe less. If all you do is target those people, you know, that's great. You want to build the relation. You want to nurture the relationship with these people. And that's important. You do have to spend time talking with these people. But if that's all you do, you're only talking to 100 people. Like if, if your entire customer base is just that 100 people, how much can they really support you? How much money can they really contribute to your business? How much revenue are you going to generate out of those 100 people? The only way to really grow your business is to make more customers. You need to have more people to talk to because an idea here is, uh, something to keep in mind at all times is lifetime customer value, how much a particular customer is worth to you, but also the idea that everybody has a fixed, relatively fixed budget as to how much they are going to spend over the course of a year on their hobbies, right? So for Magic players, there's a good chance that like, I'm sure it would average out to a couple hundred dollars, you know, based off of uh, Wizards uh, calculations and what they're trying to uh, make standard and modern worth, what they want players to be spending what they want them to expect to spend is only if you know like 500 to a thousand dollars somewhere in that range and if that is the maximum amount that your customers can spend with you then you have a hard limit on whatever the community is if you've only got 60 people in your community and they can only spend 500 bucks over the course of a year on their hobby you are severely limited on the amount of money that you can potentially make you need to reach out to non-gamers you need to make new customers because that's how you build the relationship you need to you need to make new people or make new, you know, make new people. You need to create new customers. You need to bring them into the fold. If you want to really push your top line revenue higher, that's the only way to do it. So you need to spend time actually reaching out. You need to go into Facebook and you need to be marketing to these people directly. You need to be going out of the way to reach people who have never heard of you. You need to go on Facebook, use ads, target people who maybe not necessarily are already fans of your business, but you know are similar enough that you can, you're not wasting your money targeting people who are not going to care about you at all. But you also need to be doing community outreach. You need to be going to schools and community centers and things like that and organizing events that show people, people who've never maybe encountered board games or, or card games in their life, what makes the games so valuable? Why do people like them so much and why it can actually benefit them? So you need to go out of your way. You need to build these relationships, not only with people who've never heard of your games, but also with the organizations around you and organize events outside of our little niche. 
because that's how you create new customers and that's how you increase the overall revenue of your business. That's the only way to do it. And it's something that most game stores don't even bother with. So this is a, a very, this is a low hanging fruit. This is something that you can do. It's not easy, but it is simple. It's a, it's a great way to build new customers and really increase the growth of your business. So that is community outreach. That is the second growth hack. The third growth hack is a concept called blue ocean. So the idea of a blue ocean is basically there is a particular market and the first person in there, it's a blue ocean. It's beautiful. They get all the, they get most of the market share. It's great. But what happens is as soon as people start seeing that you, you're making a lot of money in this market, whatever, or you're having a lot of success. And like, this is definitely true for the game store business. Everybody's like, oh, I want to get in on that market too. So they start jumping into the ocean and the ocean quickly becomes a red bloody ocean as people start to fight and discount each other and compete against one another. And what happens is everyone starts to, the people who are making the most money at the beginning, it all starts to go away and it becomes an advanced market and it's not nearly as profitable as it used to be. This happens to virtually every market, but it happens, it seems like it happens very quickly to game stores. One game store opens up, Somebody's like, man, that's a great idea. I want a game store too. He, obviously, he's doing a great job. He's having success. This person is having success, so I want in on that as well. They open up next door, and then, you know, obviously, you know what happens. So the idea of the blue ocean, though, is basically you want to be in your own ocean. You want your own niche. You want to carve out your own niche. So when we're talking about game stores, we already are in a niche, right? You know, we're not just a retail clothing store we're, or a retail business. We're a very narrow market already. Game stores are a pretty pretty tiny segment of the population. So, or it's already targeting a pretty se tiny segment of the population. But how do you create a blue ocean within the niche that you're already in? So the game stores, from when it comes to a game store, uh, what you want to do is you want to specialize. You got to go deep, all right? So here's a couple of examples of what a niche within a niche, a true blue ocean market within the, the market that we're already in could look like for you. So uh, you might be known for specializing in vintage-graded MTG cards. If you're the only person who deals with vintage-graded cards, you, you're known for quality, you're known for luxury, perhaps, is uh, something that would be uh, thought of when they think of your brand. But they know that, like, the expensive, the high-value cards, these, you're the person to go for these things. You will attract players who are interested, who, who like that kind of thing. And it's a completely different market, but you will be specialized in something that only you can do. And you'll be the first one there. It's something that you can you can hone in and focus on. Another thing would might be, say, buy and sell used board games. So maybe if, if that's not being done in your market, you can be the one to do that. That can be your thing. You can also do hyper-casual events. So instead of being like uh, most game stores, where they're kind of like middle of the road, you can be like, I'm dedicated, focused, casual atmosphere. We're just for fun. It's very relaxed. It's that kind of thing. If that's what your, your bit is, that's, that's your niche. You're focused on casuals. Then you will get the casual players. Those are the people, people will know you as the place to go to just have fun and casual games. Uh, the inverse to that is obviously you can be a hyper competitive place. Like I'm sure places like the channel fireball game store or the star city games tournament center. Those are known as people like, if you want to play against the best, if you want to be competitive, that's where you go. Obviously, there are stores all around the United States that were known for their competitive environments. And that was their, that was their edge, their competitive edge. That, that's what made the business interesting, was that the players knew that's where you went to go to improve your game to become better at whatever it happened to be. 
And then another possible specialization could be kids' games. You could be very child-focused. Instead of just, like, you know, board games as a whole, you could sell child, or, like, child-focused games. Games that are meant for, uh, like, 10 years and younger. Or even, even like, 5 years. You could go real deep. You can go into puzzles and all kinds of interesting things. And there are a lot of game stores that have uh, moved into this, this market very successfully. And then another potential uh, variation of a specialization would be the game cafe. You know, players come for the games, stay for the food. There's lots of... Uh, Lots of benefits to specializing in something other than games as well. You can do the hybrid model that uh, really emphasizes the third place aspect of game stores. And I want to mention there's a quote by Dan Kennedy that makes a lot of sense here that uh, really emphasizes the point of why a blue ocean, why owning a blue ocean is important. There is no strategic advantage to being the second lowest priced leader in your market. Okay, so what that means is basically nobody cares if you are the second lowest price. In a red ocean, when people are competing and discounting and, and like the, whoever goes to the lowest price wins, you can't be the second lowest price. It's not a great place to be because nobody cares and there's no, there's no edge to it. You have to go lower, which is part of the problem because that drives prices lower and lower and margins lower and lower. And then everyone just kind of suffers and everyone becomes a commodity. And that's terrible. So what you need to do is find your niche, own it, and then be the one for it. And ideally, if other people start to like creep in on your territory... Gently remind them that they should find their own niche, and maybe that way everyone can win. So those are the three growth hacks that you can implement in your game store today. I need you to keep those three concepts in mind. How can you make your events more viral? How can you build virality into your offers and the rest of your business? How are you going to start finding customers that build your business that will increase your top line and expand your community? How are you going to go out and do this rather than just talking to the people who already know, like, and trust you. You need to start making new people. You start getting uh, new customers to know, like, and trust you. How are you going to go out and do some community outreach? Think about that for the near future. And then also, how can you create your own blue ocean? How can you carve out a niche within our niche that you can own and specialize in and become known for? How can you think about something that you already like and do or people that already kind of know you for? How can you really go hard on that and go deep instead of just being really broad and everything to everybody? Because that doesn't really matter. No one cares about the jack-of-all-trades. People care about the skilled tradesman who knows exactly what they're doing with a very particular thing. People want a very particular, specific answer to their problem. So if, if you're just a game store, okay, that's great. Magic players might go to your game store, but if you are the magic shop in the area, people are going to come to you for magic. If you are the board game in the area, people are going to come to you for your board games. How can you become, how can you carve out your blue ocean? So I want you to go forward and think about these things. Think about these growth hacks, how they can affect your business and how you can utilize them. And I want you to let me know. Okay, I want you to email me back, tom at maniversesaga.com. I want you to let me know what you think of these growth hacks, and if you have any others. Do you have anything, any other suggestions that you think might benefit uh, the game store owners as a whole? Hit me up on Twitter, at Tom Traplin, if you want, or send me an email, tom at maniversesaga.com, and let me know what you think, and let me know if you have any other ideas. Well, that's it for this episode of the Maniverse Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to learn more about running a successful game store and a profitable game store, head over to maniversesaga.com and become an early bird premium member. The premium membership is where you'll be able to find in-depth courses, guides, and templates for specific strategies for growing your game business. 
Uh, it's currently a work in progress, just so you know, but if you're serious about growing your game store, it would be great to have you as an early bird member. Uh, the, my goal for the premium membership is to be your virtual GPS. I want it to be a treasure trove of resources and shortcuts and strategies that you can access from anywhere with an internet connection. While you're here, I also want to thank you for being a listener to the Maniverse podcast. I'm Tom Traplin, and it's been a pleasure being your host today. Remember, stay strong, play the game, and we'll talk to you next time.